all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Judging. Judging, judging, judging. Hmm. We don't judge people a lot. This is a, a world of judging. Or should I say criticizing each other or others or someone that is different than you and I. Let me speak for myself. Do I got to have a judging people that's different than me? Uh, do I look down on people because they don't think like me? Hmm. I think a lot of us do that in this world. This is a worldly way of judging. You have so many people out there that even unknowingly judges and look down on others. You know what I mean? You know, that's kind of a norm for the world, you know. You know, of, you know, focused judging, consciously judging, if I could say it better that way. And then you could be judging someone unconsciously, you know, for reason or the other, you know, it's just different ways that people judge each other and motives. But what I want to talk about, what about the body of Christ? Since this is the body of Christ show, this is for uh, Christians and unbelievers, but I'm mainly just talking about the believers today. Uh, should we criticize another believer? Or how should we criticize another another believer? And what does the Bible say about Christians, believers that's in the body of Christ, should we judge each other? How should we criticize? Should we, do we have a right to criticize each other? Or when is the right time to judge and when it's not the right time to judge each other? Hmm. Welcome to the show. Hey, this is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Real talk. Come on, let me let's get a hand. Let's get a clap here. Hey, I want to hear all my my little worshippers. I want to hear all my people just clap their hands today. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Let's let's get this on the road. Let's get this on the road, everybody. Okay. All righty. All right. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ. Real talk. Body of Christ Real Talk. Let's talk about some real talk. So I'm not going to get into the introductions all the time because I want to just get into this subject and I, uh, about judging. And this subject is about Christians criticizing other Christians or Christians judging, you know, other Christians. What does the Bible say about that? Now, if you listen to my uh, my uh, previous podcast on this show, you know, I, I've done a little short synopsis on judging. And I read out of the book of Romans 14. 
And I decided to make it as a short series. I would try to keep at least 15 to 20 minutes long. No longer than about 20, 20 minutes. You know, I would try to keep it that long, you know. But if I go longer, uh, forgive me for that. But I'm going to try to keep it about 15 to 20 minutes long. Because I want to get into other topics. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to get more into Romans. What does the Bible, because that's, that's the point. What does the Bible say about judging and criticizing? And I'm not only going to read out of Romans, but I'm going to hit the Corinthians as well. First Corinthians also talks about this. So it has to be very important for the church today, for the body of Christ today. And people probably say, Joe, why y'all saying the body of Christ? Why can, how come you just can't say Christians? Why? Because the word Christians is used so loosely today. Many people say they're Christians, you know. And this is not a judgmental thing on me, but you know, I like to just put things in perspective. And I have learned that when the last few years, you know, we have to be careful uh, of just believing that someone's a Christian because they say that they're a Christian, you know. You know. Now I might call certain people sis or bro. It doesn't mean that you're a sister in Christ. It doesn't mean that you're a brother in Christ. I just like using that sis and brother as a just a respect and a relationship basis on our friendship. So a lot of times I say that in Facebook, I might say sis or I might say bruh. It's just, it doesn't mean the same thing as a Christian sister or a Christian brother in Christ, okay? But I do use that term sis and bruh. That don't mean I'm just saying that you're part of the body of Christ because I don't know. I have no way of knowing until we just conversate and everything like that, you know, where you stand with Jesus. That's the most important thing, where you stand with Jesus, you know. And then we can go further as that. But being a brother and sister's Christ within the blood, by the blood of Christ together is more important, you know. But what I want to talk about today, I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep this long. I want to continue out of the book of Romans about what does the Bible say about judging each other. The ones that's weak in the faith and the ones that's strong in the faith. And then I broke down, uh, let me get my phone here and the Bible ready. Then I was just trying to break down uh, uh, why was taught, why was Paul, he wasn't so much rebuking the brothers and sisters in Christ, but he was just letting them know to be careful how we judge each other. And emphasis wasn't so much on judging the weaker person in the faith, but also the weaker person in the faith judging the stronger person in the faith. Okay? And I, I think I've done about two verses, because I want to at least keep about two or three verses in this short series about Christians judging Christians. This is just basically, let me get this straight, this is just basically for believers. Uh, Christians judging Christians, believers judging believers, you know, and what does the Bible say about that? Now, I know this, uh, first of all, let me get this out here. I know Paul that was criticizing them, if I can call it, being critical of them because uh, the, the, the food that they was eating, some was against certain foods uh, that they, they refused to eat because it was so somewhat worship to idols or they was using certain things they meets or whatever that was used in worship programs that uh you know some believers felt that it was okay some of the stronger believers in the faith felt it was okay but you had also weaker weaker brothers and maybe some sisters in the faith felt that it was wrong and it would prick their conscience they felt that it was sin as the bible put it that way they felt that it was sin 
you know. So there was a little struggle and a little many, many debate on what I, I I'm just assuming. I'm going to assume because I wasn't there, and this uh this Romans 14 doesn't explain it as clearly. But like I said, this is like connecting the dots. You got to put two to two together, bringing it and bringing it to today's, you know, ways the way we do things when we judge brothers and sisters in Christ. And some of the things that some of the weaker Christians, you know, felt that they were sin if they eat a certain thing that was worshipped to idols and, and whatever like that. Now, none of this means nothing to God, God's eye, because why? Uh, the body of Christ is not under the law no more. But you still had other believers. You still had other followers that was under the teachings of the Apostle Paul that uh, I believe that was still weak and was still, and I believe they had to be Jews because Gentiles wasn't bogged down with the law. They didn't have certain rituals and they didn't have certain laws or don't do this, don't eat that, don't don't worship this or whatever like that. That was only to Jews. So, And this particular passage, Paul had to have been talking to weak, weak Jews. Now, they might have been in a, I don't know if they was in a body of Christ or whatever like that. And they could have been, I don't know. But I'm going to say they were. But they was Jewish. They were still caught up in certain things that was, you know, that was worshipped as idols and certain things that were sacrificed and everything. And they felt to uh to the Gentile nations. So that's the way I'm looking at it. It had to be something sacrificed in the other in the Gentile nation, because the Gentile nations done a lot of certain idol worship and stuff like that that the Jew it was forbidden for the Jewish people to do at that particular time. So it could be that Paul was talking to certain Jews that didn't want to eat certain foods because it was sacrificed a certain way against their ritual beliefs. So that's I'm not saying this is a fact, but this is what I get out of this one. Somebody someone, if you know and you have a better study and you looked up this history, what was going on, please let me know. And please, you know, explain it to me. Write a comment. Call me at my number, area code, you know, um, 215, uh, 217-900-9017 and just explain that to me. I'm never below of being taught. I'm never below of learning. Because I, like I said, as I learn, I teach. And as I teach, I learn. So some things I'm still a little green in. But I just try to read the Bible and just not try to add anything that I don't think the Bible is saying. And I, I never try to take it away. But I'm just going to read what the Bible says. I'm not going to say these are just a Jewish belief that they did not want to do certain things because their conscience was being pricked and they felt that it was a sin. And then you have some stronger believers in the body of Christ felt it was okay. You know, we weren't about that no more. So it was okay to eat certain animals that were sacrificed and stuff like that. Okay, to make a... Make a short story long, like I always do. You know, I just wanted to break that out right there and everything. One thing you're going to know about me, I do, I'm not going to act like I know everything. You know, because the Holy Spirit is within me, but it's a perfect Holy Spirit working in an imperfect body. Some things will help me, that will help me to study more and get things more, you know. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Uh, let me put it this way. Get things more in a connecting a dot perspective that 
the listeners that listen to me can really get the truth of what I'm saying. I try to keep it biblical as I can, you know. So I just, I don't act like I know everything, but I try the best I can to try to break down what I think a passage is saying and everything. Because there is others can break down different things and better than I can to have a longer reach and to have a better, stronger, like I used to use arm when it comes to studying God's word. So I want to get that out there. So I'm not going to act like that I know everything. And I hope you don't do that as well. You learn more when you're listening and you ask questions because I'm always a learner. I'm ever learning. The Bible talk about some people that's uh, that was ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. The opposite with me, I'm ever learning because I want to come to the knowledge of the truth. I want the real truth. I really want to learn what God's word is saying because it helped me grow first. Okay. All right. I stopped on two. Verse two in Romans 14. Okay. But I'm going to read it all the way down again. And I'm reading out of two of my favorite translations. My number one translation is the King James. I believe you cannot go wrong with the King James Bible. That's my number one. And I just recommend anyone to get them a King James Bible. I'm not going to make you. I, you have a choice. I just give you a recommendation. I think it's better. I don't I don't think a lot of uh, grace Bible teachers should be beating nobody upside the head because they don't read out of the King James. And some of them disregard other, you know, teachers. I didn't, I didn't read that other grace teachers Stop listening to another grace teachers because they was reading out of another translation, even though they was correctly rightly, rightly dividing the Bible. And I just think that's too dogmatic. I'm not into that. I recommend the King James Bible. I think that's the best Bible, and I recommend the King James Bible. You cannot go wrong. I think it was just frozen by God. It was a reason why God started off through King James with the King James Bible, and there's a lot of history on the King James Bible, you know, so I just go with the King James Bible. Sometimes I still get confused with the English English, excuse me, literature, but I still learn. I'm still learning everything. That's why I just go with the Living Bible. You know, it's not a perfect translation, and I don't think it really is a perfect translation. I think the most perfect translation is the King James, but that's my opinion. You know, I don't think I would lose out on that one. You know, but I like the Living Bible because it's more of a paraphrase the way we speak today. I don't study the Living Bible like I always say, but I read the Living Bible because I think you got a good paraphrasing of the vernacular the way we talk today. Okay. With all that said, let me stop talking. Let's read out of the King James. I'm going to read all the way. Uh, I'm going to cross read, parallel. So let me cross parallel. If anyone don't know what a parallel means, that means you have two different versions of the Bible, one on each side. They have four. They have some parallels with four different versions. You know, I don't read a lot of other versions, but these are the versions that I trust more. Number one, the King James, and I read out the Living Bible. So I have a parallel here on my phone. That's uh, the King Jimmy, like I like to say, and uh, the Living Bible. You might have a King James in the different translations. That's up to you. But mine is the Living Bible. You know, you might have a other, but this is not about Bibles. I do a teaching on that. I'll have someone teaching on the reason they say the King James is the number one Bible. And I agree with them later, but not now, you know. But anyway, this is uh, the King James Bible. <coughs> Excuse me. And the Living Bible. Let's talk about the ones that's weak and the fake, and I'm just bringing it to uh today. What I feel that the Word of God is saying, how we should do things today, then I'm going to make my comments and uh, what I feel about these verses, okay? I'm going to try to keep this at least 20, uh, 20, maybe 15 more minutes long. All right. I'm going to go back to what I read from my last podcast. Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. The Living Bible says, accept other believers who are weak in the faith. And don't argue with them about what they think is right 
are wrong. Remember, I, I put emphasis on that. That's very important. Let me read that again out of the King James. Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. Not with arguing. That's how disputations mean arguing. The Living Bible breaks that down, okay? All right, except other believers who are weak in the faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. King James says, for one believeth that they may eat all things. Remember, this is about eating, so let's keep it in context. It's very important to keep the Bible in context of what they're talking about and what's the subject matter in this context. We're not going to move from there. So let's keep it in food and this context, and I'll move it to something else, okay, and life in general today. Okay, one for one believeth that he may eat all things, and another who is weak eateth herbs, okay? For instance, what person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables? You see the difference here? The different beliefs. One believes that they can eat anything, and the other believes because the conscience says that he can't eat certain things for one reason or the other, okay? Verse 3. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, King James uh, Version. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. Okay, let's make it plainly for the ones who don't understand. Those who feel free to eat anything, listen carefully, must not look down on those who don't. Let me read that again, Living Bible. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't. And those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, who do, for God has accepted him. Very plainly. Let's go to verse 4. Then I'll give you my comment on that. 4. Who art thou that judges another? Who are you to think you can judge another, in other words? Judge another man's servant. To his own master he standeth or falleth. Ye, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. Let's, let make, let's do this in a plain uh, language. Who are you to condemn someone? Sounds more. You can understand that, huh? Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. Well, if we talk about masters, you could be talking about them. It was slaves and masters back then. So slavery wasn't only started in America and in some other places. We talk about slavery like, like you know, the blacks or the the, uh, the black Americans or African Americans are the only one in slavery. But slave was slave trade was used for thousands of years. It's nothing new. So slave trade was used back then. You know, they probably wasn't as abusive abusive as they was in other countries, including America, because of color, because of uh, domination, because of races or you know, authenticity and stuff like that. But it was slave. Uh, trades back a thousand years ago biblically. It's just very important for us as the body of Christ to understand it and the unbelievers. Okay. Verse 4. One man esteemeth one day above another, while another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. The Living Bible says, in the same way, something one day is more holy than another day. Now he's getting off the food. So he's setting an example. You know, so this is very important. In the same way, something one day is more holy than the another day, while others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Acceptable to who? In God's eye. Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to go back to that. Okay, verse 6. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. This is the King James Version. And he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. 
Continuing, he that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. Let's listen to the living Bible. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor him. Those who eat any kind of food, back to the food, do so to honor the Lord. Since they give thanks to God before eating, and those who refuse eat, refuse, excuse me, refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. The King James Bible says, seven, for none of us liveth to himself and no man dieth to himself. Let's go to verse eight. King James says, for whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. The living Bible says, if we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Okay. The living Bible says, Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be both, to be Lord, both of the living and the dead. Okay. The King James says, for this, for to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. I'm going to stop at 10. 10 says in the King Jimmy, but why dost thou judge thy brothers? About judging and criticizing your own brother in Christ. Or why dost thou set out not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Remember I explained what the judgment seat of Christ. That's a judgment only for believers only. We're going to get judged our works of what we've done on earth. Not for salvation and not for sin. The judgment seat of Christ is for the body of Christ. The great white throne judges for the unsaved. Okay. Living Bible says, so why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there. Now, this is Joseph's comment, you know, commentary <laughs> on all of this. This is Joseph's commentary on all of that. You know what I mean? Okay. Joseph's commentary. How do y'all feel about that? All right. Let's, let's, let's see how you feel about that. How do you really feel about that? Prove it. Prove it. Prove it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Come on, you want to hear it? Let's hear Joseph's commentary. Let's hear Joseph's commentary. All right, this is my commentary. I ain't got no comment. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. I'm just kidding. Okay, let's get this. Judging and criticizing each other. Now, the Bible here in Romans basically 
started off as talking about, I guess it was certain foods that one was eating, one was saying it was okay because it was worship. It was okay, and the other one saying it was against it because it, you know, it was against their conscience. But also, also in First Corinthians, I think also talks about. And I'm gonna read that in another segment. You know, continuing this short series about judging each other because this series is very important. We must be careful, and when I say we, let's start off with me. They're talking about food. The Bible here in Romans 14. Excuse me. As you can see, it's talking about food and stuff like that. Because I explain why. But Paul is also, in my opinion, I really believe he's talking about judging each other in a certain way, even today. If you go through the books of Paul, you will see the way Paul talks about the way we should live. And why I keep saying Paul? Because the body of Christ, we must follow the teachings of the Apostle Paul. Now, we we obey the whole Bible in a percent, and when it comes to cons, No, we don't obey the whole Bible of what we should be doing and stuff like that. But we need, we can get certain principles and we can get a lot of advice from the, uh, you know, time past. And uh, the Bible, what it talks about in the past. But I'm just talking about certain principles for the body of Christ today. We can't go to Moses' law and different things and get principles out of there because that was on the Israel's program. They they was forbidden, and it leads up to this. And I believe that's where that thought pattern with these, these Jewish believers had the same thought pattern because there was a lot of sacrifices. There was a lot of certain things. You know, a lot of the Gentile nations, they were doing certain sacrifices and stuff like that, you know. And I think it has something to do with that. I'm not sure. And but because the Bible wants specific, I have to do my homework and just connect the dots and put them all together. But I'm just, I'm looking and I'm reading these passages and everything. What I believe that what was going on, and I'm going to do a study on that. I'm going to get into my dictionary and I'm going to look up more because I didn't prepare myself today and I should have knew better than that. But I'm going to just put in, I'm going to just tell you what I think, what Paul is giving advice to, not only the, for the believers back then, but even the believers in the future, like today. So, when the Holy Spirit is talking through Paul or talking to other believers, it's not certain things are, but certain things are not just settled for that particular time or that particular age, if you understand what I'm saying. Age meaning the time, you know, their particular world and the way they lived back then. Because even though somebody of Christ is still certain things, even in the body of Christ, we don't follow or we don't do certain things they've done back then because time and ages changes. And God knows that. So we don't he doesn't he did not expect us to carry everything that was going on back then in the body of Christ to bring it in today, you know, in certain dress codes or whatever like that. He didn't expect that to happen today, but it's still within the body of Christ. God knows things going to change as men and women change through years. So some messages and a lot of messages Paul in the scriptures are saying today still applies to the body of Christ today, but it don't have to be about only food or different things like that. It can be about anything you know, pertaining to judging your brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, I hope I hope you understand what I mean by that. You know, what I'm trying to say. You know, you know, it, it can be applied today, but it, it does not have to be so much only on food, if you understand what I'm saying. You can apply it to judging a person 
uh, I was listening to one of these teachers I was listening to. He, uh, you know, let me give an example. Uh, and I'm sure he don't mind me saying this. He said him and his wife was having a dinner. And uh, I guess they invited someone over for a dinner, you know. And, uh, you know, the uh, and they was, and they like to drink wine. Now, people say different types of wine. Is it Christians drink wine? Sure, Christians drink wine. I'm not saying the infirmative wine. You know, you can use infirmant. That means the alcohol is not in it, whatever like that. I, I don't think he was sitting up there drinking wild Irish rose or mad dog 2020 old No, no, I doubt that. I, it's probably because, you, you know, sometimes you can use wine and food. I don't, you know, but I'm going to get into that. This is a Christian. He is not sinning because he drinks wine. You know, why they drink it? For the feeling, I don't know, but he said they drink. I'm not here to judge that. That's another thing. Let's not be quick to judge. They drink wine. I don't drink it, but they drink it. That's still my brother and sister in Christ, you know. But what he was saying, they was having a dinner. And I guess they was drinking wine. And the other the, the believers that they have in there, whether it was an older or young believer or not, and you did not say, you know, they was, I guess he did not drink wine. So they respected that. You know, Paul talks about his teachers and everything, also in uh, uh, First Corinthians as well as Romans. And I'm going to get into that in my later teachings and stuff like that out of the Bible. Because the Bible speaks for itself what it really means. The Bible will interpret itself. So let me digress. In other words, he did not decide, him and his wife decided not to drink any wine because they felt it might offend the brother. So they decided not to do it so it wouldn't offend the brother because drinking the wine to him could mean, you know, in his mind, it, it is sin, in other words. My point is, if I'm eating a certain thing, some people don't like to eat pork, you know, not only the Muslim faith or different things like that, but some people don't like to eat certain foods, and it bothers them. As me as a believer, if I know that in advance, I will not cook that. And if I know that in advance, I will not serve that. You know, I would decide to eat something else that we all can enjoy so I wouldn't offend my brother or sister, you know, in Christ. Because certain things, to certain Christians, even today, they believe it is sin. Now, we might be saying, who, the Paul even talks about, why should we be worrying about what somebody else thinks when we know it's our right to do it? Because we don't want to wound the younger brother in Christ's conscience, especially a new believer. You have some older believers that still do that, but... I'm going to talk about the new believer because the old believers ought to be growing. They shouldn't be still drinking milk, okay? They still shouldn't be drinking warm milk. They ought to be drinking meat and know better by now. But basically, I'm going to talk, I'm going to assume that Paul is, uh, you know what they say about assuming. But I'm going to use a weaker believer, as Paul used in the Bible, a weaker believer. I'm going to use a weaker believer as anybody that has a conscience. Not only how long, I don't think it's based on how long they've been saved. It's just that they are still weak in the faith and they still feel, you know, a certain resistance against certain things. You might have something believers. I'm, you know, okay, I'm going to use me as another example. I like to listen. I love music. I love listening to old school love ballad music. I love listening to some secular old school music. I'm very precise about the lyrics. But I love ballads. I love looking at old movies. I'm still, I still look at some action movies. Some, you know, some, you know, 
I don't look at a lot of horror movies, but it's just because I don't got no, that's not my taste. But I look at some dramas. I look at a lot of gangster movies, especially the older gangster movies. I still have a taste for that. You know, I, my favorite old gangster is still Jimmy Cagney, James Cagney. You know Dirty Rat? I still am I'm a James Cagney fan. So it's still older movies and uh, a lot of old school music that Joe still listens to. Some of it is not bad. Most of it is not bad. I don't believe it. Some of it is because of the flesh. I think about what happened in the past, and that's the flesh, and that's the spirit. So let's be real, and that's because of the flesh. You know, I like the way it makes me feel, and the way it made me feel then. But you have some Christians, whether they're old or new, don't listen to secular music at all. It brings them back in a sinist a sinful thought, and it might prick them and make them think they're sinning. So out of respect, I would not play older music like that if it bothers them. Now, the flesh might just say, man, who, what, what, why, why should I stop that? Now, this is the flesh. I'm not talking about the spirit man that's within Joe. I'm talking about the flesh might have a problem with that, but I got to listen to the spirit man who just says, you know, we got to respect, you know, that younger brother in the faith, you know. It's not younger brother insisting on me how old they are. It just means they might be new in the faith. So let's get this straight. They could be 20 new in the faith and they could be 90 years old new in the faith. But they still might have uh, 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 a problem with listening to secular music. A problem with watching old movies, you know. Okay? So that's that's my point. I don't like looking at a lot of movies with a lot of cussing. I just I just don't like it. I turn away from it. Now, do I once in a while? Yes. But I don't... I, I The cussing just always turn me off. So I either have a choice to stop listening because that pricks me. I don't like listening to that filth. That's what I used to do, you know. Some Christians can listen to some cussing all day long. I do not recommend that. And it does not bother them. But if that was me, I would not play certain movies. And I would ask you first, how do you feel about this. How do you feel about eating this? How do you feel about watching this? You understand what I'm saying? So I have to do that myself when it comes to beliefs in Christ. I can't assume that everybody is somewhat stronger like me. Now let me put emphasis on that. When I say strong like me, that don't mean I'm right. I might feel I'm strong. See, that's me looking at that way. I might feel I can deal with that. And that might be some truth in that because you have some Christians in the faith stronger than others. The Bible tells you about that. Paul talks about that. He talks about strong and weak in the faith. You're always going to have someone stronger in the faith and some weak in the faith. There's others that's much stronger in the faith than me that they can deal with that I wouldn't have no part of. Some people can be around smokers. Some people can be go witnessing in clubs and sit around. I, can, I don't like doing that because that bothers me. Okay, that bothers me. It weakens me, and I feel like somewhat, not so what I'm sinning. I know I'm not sinning, but it's not helping me in my spirit because I'm still weak in that certain area. That's my point, and that's what I believe Paul is talking about. We need to be careful. Okay, one brother was saying this, and I agree with him on this. God is not going to be too much thinking about what we ate and what we drank, and what movie we went to go see, and whatever like that, when it comes to the judgment seat of Christ. He's not, we're not going to get judged on none of that stuff, because, because remember, we're not getting judged on the things we've done. Or the, We're going to get judged, yes, we're going to get judged on the things we've done within the body of Christ. You know, like the witnessing, how many people we brought to Christ, and how many people we led, or what we've done, or certain things in our body, but it has nothing to do with our sin. We're not going to get judged on sin. We got to remember that. That don't mean we live any type of way we want to. No, I am not. Cond uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not. Not condoning a, a, a purposely willful, sinful life. 
Don't never think I'm doing it. I'm not condoning that. But I'm just saying some of us, some of us are still going to be struggling and sinning. And some of us are going to still have a taste for fleshly things. Does it make it right? No. We need to be, we need to get stronger in that area. But until Christ come get us, some of us still going to struggle, struggle with certain habits and certain addicts and certain things. You know, some of us going to be continued weak. Our rewards won't be as high because sooner or later, as Apostle Paul even said, we need to be ready for some meat instead of being on milk all the time but we need to give other believers time to grow and, and other believers need to give us time to grow in that avenue instead of being instead of being so quickly to judge but it's also the flip side the weaker one in the faith don't shouldn't be so quickly to judge the stronger one okay so it's the flip side is that don't judge a person because they're stronger than faith you feel guilty because he's not as strong as them you feel they need to stop everything because if you know the apostle paul is not saying that so we need to learn to balance it off and understand what he means you know judging each other the weaker and the stronger need to be careful of that and everything so that's that's my look on that and I went through all that. Let me go back here. And I'm going to stop right there. But I just want to get that little synopsis of my opinion or what I think these scriptures are saying. If I really understand what they were just saying all the way, I'm going to let you know. But at the same time, that is my opinion on what Paul is saying. I think I got a, a good, pretty good understanding of bringing it home today. Okay. Alrighty. So I wanted to get that out there. Alright, I'm going to stop right there, but I'm going to continue continue in Romans 14 and give another breakdown on Romans 14 and what the Word of God has to say in my best commentary that I can on Romans 14 about Christians criticizing each other and judging each other. I'm going to do some more teaching on that in the future. I'm going to try to keep these weekly. I'm not going to just shoot them out every time I do them, but I'm going to try to get, do the best I can to get them out there because I don't want to overwhelm a lot of my listeners and everything, okay? All right. This is Joseph Brown, and before I go, I want to always give a person a chance to come to Christ. First, I want to explain the body of Christ. Real talk is for believers, seasoned believers, for new beasts, new believers, and for unbelievers. The body of Christ, excuse me, real talk is for seasoned believers, new believers, and unbelievers. You might say, why unbelievers? Because people need to be saved. So, this radio podcast is different from Connecting the Dots, and I'm going to explain why. I want people to be saved. That's my number one goal why I do these podcasts. It's not about me. It's about soul winning uh, and people getting saved. That's my, that's my number one goal. So, I can never, I try not, if I do, uh, forgive me for the, for the unbeliever, but I always want to give an unbeliever because you're going to have the curiosity seekers or curiosity listeners listening to the podcast and even connecting the dots, but I put more emphasis on this one is mainly for the ones unbelievers so they can learn how to be saved. They can live, they can listen to different topics and, and, and subjects and comments without feeling guilty if they're not a believer because I love you too. My number one goal is, all for you, is always for you to be saved and coming to the knowledge of the truth. I always quote that uh, and that's scriptural. You must be saved according to First uh, First Timothy uh, two and four. God's number one will today in the body of Christ, and I believe always is for you to be saved, man and woman, and then coming to the knowledge of the truth. So basically, I don't really get into a lot of deep teaching here on the body of Christ. Real talk is just 
transparent man talking different subjects, different topics and ideas that's going to lead right to the Bible. So we could talk about a lot of things as long as it's clean. But the uh, connecting the dots is basically for believers only. You're welcome to listen to it, but you will not get as much meat out of it because your spirit man is still dead and needs to be made alive. Okay, so it's okay to uh, I'm more I'm more you know I'm more inclined to uh, and open. For unbelievers listening to this, because it's for all the body of Christ, real talk. Mainly, number one is, of course, it's for the body of Christ, and it's for believers. But, you know, if you're an unbeliever, you're just curious, you want to listen to my show, you're welcome as well. I love you as well. Okay, I want you to get that out. So, first of all, my main goal, and I'm not going to never have from that, is for you to be saved. You need to be saved. You say need, yes, you need to be saved. You know, why you need to be saved? You need to be saved because there's going to be a wrath coming. You are, your sins has been dealt with on the cross, okay? Your sins has been dealt with on the cross, okay? But according to 1 Corinthians 5 and 19, your sins have been dealt with. Some people might disagree with that, but I'm not going to argue with them on that. Your sins have been dealt with, it was dealt with already on the cross. But what you need, you need to be redeemed, redeemed. You need, we are been given the, what, what, what we have been given the spirit of ambassadors to be reconcilers. You know, God told the body of Christ through the Apostle Paul that we are ambassadors to reconcile the world back to ourselves. Not so much for their sins. Their sins has been dealt with already. God took care of that, that blocker that was already in your way. So God took care of that on the cross through Jesus Christ. But you need to still be saved. You, that, that doesn't get you saved because your sins was dealt with. You need to be reconciled. You need to be justified. You need to be saved. And the only way to be saved is believing what Jesus done on the cross, but also believing that he was buried and believing that he rose again, that he died. Why? Now, the reason you need to be saved because you don't want to go through this wrath of God. The wrath of God is coming. If you if you die today, you still will be going to hell, you know, and blah, 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 and through the living, you know, the lake of fire and then the great white throne judgment. You don't want to have to go through that. But you also, if you're alive, when God comes back and get his church, you have to go through the seven year tribulation. You don't want to go through that because God's grace is going to be gone. He's going to be, he's going to take it off now. And his grace is going to be gone. The body of Christ, the church is going to be gone and you would be left to deal with this tribulation. And you think there's a lot of hell and stuff going on now. Wait till the seven year tribulation. And that's what you want to be saved from the wrath of God. Not so much your sins. You want, yeah, you got to deal with your sins, but Jesus took care of that on the cross. You want to be saved from the seven year tribulation, the wrath of God. You want to be saved from God's wrath and everything because you're not promised at all to make it after that because there's no more grace. You have to go through the Israel program and then you start getting judged again on all the sins you committed will start being judged. It starts another age and another cycle. I, I know you don't understand that, but you want to be saved from the wrath of God. Let's just put it plain in your way. You don't want to have to go through that wrath because that's your, your internal soul. Okay, so the way to be saved is very easy. You just have to believe. The believing part people have a problem with. The way to do it is easy. And you have to believe that Jesus died for your sins. And then he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. So if you're not saved, you could just do that right now. Just You don't have to repeat after me. You could just believe that Jesus died on the cross. And you believe that he saved you from God's wrath. 
He see you are a sinner and he saved you from God's wrath. First of all, believe that you are a sinner and you need to be saved because if you don't believe that you are a sinner, why would you think you need to be saved from anything, okay? So you need to believe that you are a sinner first and then Jesus can save you. You believe it with your heart, not with your mouth and not with your not with your mouth and not with your head. It's not about confessing, it's about believing. Let me say that again. It's not about confessing. It's about believing. I'm, I'm slipping out this chair. This chair is not helping me all. I'm in this new studio in my garage. It's not my garage, but I'm using my parents' garage and everything. I thank God that they, they gave me this, gave me, uh, 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 you know, allowed me to use their garage for my studio. And so far, it's working out sound-wise very well. You have a few glitches and a few sounds. They probably mice is all up in the ceilings, but I... Oh, my gross someone else, but hey, this is just real talk. You know, this is just real talk. I don't mean the body of Christ real talk. I'm real talk on the body of Christ anyway. You know, even I'm real. I'm a real talk on connecting the dots. I like to be real and transparent. Well, anyway, let me digress. Salvation is very important. That's why you need to be saved. You need to be saved from the wrath of God, his coming wrath. You need to be saved so you can go to heaven and spend an eternal life in, in heavenly places. The way to get saved is believe what Jesus done on the cross. Look for the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4. I repeat, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4, and trust in Jesus' heart and make Jesus your savior today. Very important. Make him your savior today. God bless you all. I love y'all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. I love you guys. And you give yourselves a big hand. Give yourselves a big hand. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your shots. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Amen Corner. Thank you for giving me the ear to listen to you guys. I love y'all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Talk. Okay, that's my bell. That means time is up. God bless you. Peace out. Love you all. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.